Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Breaking news tonight, 50,000 new infections. As more states shatter records, one of the president's top advisors declares this is real, saying we are not flattening the curve. In Florida, new coronavirus cases nearly double in a day. Across the South, hospitals are overflowing. Overwhelmed test sites turning people away. Tonight, the new closures and restrictions ahead of July 4th. Ignoring the rules. From parties to crowded bars, experts say Americans aren't taking social distancing seriously. Could the infection rate explode this holiday weekend? Tonight, a Republican governor who once balked at mandating masks is now requiring them. Plus, the top Trump supporter now hospitalized after attending that Tulsa rally. New hires and lost work. The president celebrates as the economy adds nearly 5 million jobs. But will that work dry up as businesses are forced to shut down again? Alleged Epstein accomplice arrested. The girlfriend of disgraced billionaire sex offender Jeffrey Epstein caught by the FBI after months on the run. The new details tonight, how investigators tracked her down. Breaking news in the disappearance of a Fort Hood soldier. The grisly discovery after a key suspect kills himself. The latest on that investigation. And tipping our caps, we honor the 100th anniversary of baseball's Negro Leagues. They changed a sport and a country. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. After months of social distancing and staying at home, 
Tonight, the coronavirus pandemic is worse than it has ever been in the U.S. In just 24 hours, the country has added more than 50,000 new cases, leading the head of the administration's testing program to tell Congress today that the U.S. is not flattening the curve and that the nationwide surge of the virus is real. Infections are now up in 37 states as more and more people who get screened are testing positive. At the beginning of June, Florida was averaging about 600 new cases a day. Today, there were 10,000 new infections. With ICU beds reaching capacity and lines for testing stretching for blocks, mayors and governors nationwide are now bringing back strict restrictions and begging Americans to spend the 4th of July at home. Texas's governor, who has spent weeks pushing back on the idea of mandating masks, just issued an executive order requiring them in public places across most of the state. Tonight, the virus has killed more than 128,000 people in the U.S., and there are more than 2.7 million confirmed cases nationwide. While today's jobs number provided some glimmer of hope with 5 million new jobs added in June, economists worry that if the country shuts down again, that work will go away. There's a lot of news to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's David Begno leads off our coverage in Miami Beach. David? Margaret, good evening. Miami Beach and most of the beaches here in South Florida are shutting down for the July 4th holiday weekend because cases are surging. And the governor still refuses to require people statewide to wear a mask. A lot of people are not. We found out just today that an 11-year-old boy died of coronavirus complications here in South Florida. He is the youngest person to die so far in a state that is now an epicenter of this pandemic. This line was almost a mile long at this stadium parking lot near Miami, which is now one of the largest COVID-19 testing sites in the state of Florida. Look at the numbers. Today, a record-setting 10,000 new cases. Compare that to a month ago when it was just 617 cases that day. This surge in cases comes after the state loosened restrictions. Carlos Jimenez is the mayor of Miami-Dade County. The reason we opened up is we opened up with these rules, and our medical experts said if we follow those rules, the level of contagion should not have gone up. Obviously, a lot of people didn't follow the rules. Tonight, 37 of the 50 states have case numbers that are rising, in part due to the same scenes playing out coast to coast. Large crowds, few masks, and almost no social distancing. Here's what Dr. Anthony Fauci told the Journal of the American Medical Association today. But you've got to remember, we're all in this together, and we have to take some societal responsibility. That apparently was not the case in Tuscaloosa, Alabama where the fire chief confirms that several college students attended parties knowing that they were COVID positive. Elsewhere, other states are also putting the brakes on 4th of July festivities. Delaware's governor is closing down bars and beach towns. In Nebraska, officials are asking those hosting cookouts to keep a guest list so the state can do contact tracing if there's an outbreak. In New York City, one of the few areas not seeing a sharp jump in cases, schools will reopen this fall. But nationally, a top health official signaled to Congress today the overall picture is not good. We are not flattening the curve right now. The curve is still going up. Back here in Florida, hospitals are stopping elective procedures, while at the same time saying they need more help. You need more nurses. That's correct. We're seeing more patients, and also some of the nurses are getting sick. So we we need to be able to cover. Right now in the Sunshine State, the outlook appears dim.
David Begno, CBS News, Miami Beach. This is Janet Shamlian in Houston, where the governor of Texas has just ordered face masks to be worn in all public places in most of the state. As cases skyrocket and frontline workers are overwhelmed. It wears on us. It wears on me as, 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 a, as a physician, as a person, as a mom. Emergency room doctor Gina Blocker has four children, including a newborn to take care of. She's also a caretaker at Baylor St. Luke's, with the lives of some of the most critical COVID patients in her hands. There are times where I'm intubating four and five patients in my eight-hour shift, absolutely, that go into the ICU that require ICU-level care. Beyond Texas, ICU beds in Arizona are almost 90% full. And Florida is now running low on the drug remdesivir, effective at shortening recovery time. Back in Texas, perseverance. Amarillo nurse Tanya Fields almost didn't survive COVID-19. Monday, she goes back to work. I'm terrified to go back to work, but I've just got to work through it and, and be an advocate for my patients so that I can be a teacher to them. On the eve of this holiday weekend, there is no break for first responders here at the Texas Medical Center. And with most Texas beaches closed and the, and the bars shuttered, the Houston Chronicle today with this as a headline, stay at home this July 4th weekend. Margaret? Some advice. Thank you very much, Janet Shamlin there. Tonight, Ghislaine Maxwell, the alleged accomplice of accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, is behind bars after federal agents closed in on a secluded New Hampshire farmhouse and arrested her. Maxwell is charged with six counts, including illegally transporting minors and perjury. CBS's Mola Lange reports. Tonight, the woman authorities have spent more than a year looking for is in custody. At 8.30 this morning, federal agents zeroed in on this New Hampshire house where they arrested Ghislaine Maxwell. She had slithered away to a gorgeous property in New Hampshire, continuing to live a life of privilege while her victims live with the trauma inflicted upon them years ago. Over the past year, there were unconfirmed reports she was in Brazil, even spotted at an In-N-Out burger in California. Maxwell played a critical role in helping Epstein to identify, befriend, and groom minor victims for abuse. In some cases, Maxwell participated in the abuse herself. Prosecutors allege Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's ex-girlfriend turned confidant, helped him recruit young girls from 1994 to at least 1997 to engage in lewd sex acts with the disgraced financier, who, just last year, killed himself in prison while awaiting federal trial in New York for abusing girls as young as 14. Jennifer Rose was just one of what are believed to be more than 100 Epstein victims. She was definitely in the center, the heart of it all, you know, if she even had one. According to the criminal complaint, prosecutors say Maxwell would try to normalize sexual abuse for minor victims by discussing sexual topics, undressing in front of the victims, being present for sex acts. The indictment continues. Maxwell encouraged victims to provide massages to Epstein, including sexual massages, during which a minor victim would be fully or partially nude. She knows so much. She knows everything that he knew. Is Ghislaine Maxwell the sort of the next best thing? Right now, yes, I think she, that is. Yes, yeah, she's, I think she's right there with him. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman says she can still cooperate with prosecutors. In this case, would certainly mean she would do some time, but she would cooperate against others, and we would expect they would be the rich and the powerful. 
Well, Maxwell denies all wrongdoing here at Epstein's Manhattan mansion, as well as his other properties around the country where abuse is alleged to have happened. Today, prosecutors urged a judge to deny Maxwell bail, saying that she posed an extreme flight risk. Maxwell is expected to be arraigned here in New York City next week. Margaret? Mola Lange in New York. Thank you. A new report on jobs released today shattered expectations. The U.S. added 4.8 million jobs in June. That's a record-setting gain. The unemployment rate fell to 11.1 percent, according to the Labor Department. But that good news comes with a big catch. CBS's Adriana Diaz reports. The nearly 5 million jobs gained sets the record for the most jobs ever added in a single month. And after nearly 20 million jobs were lost in the shutdown, that's welcome news. But there's a catch, says labor economist Diane Swank. Because we already know from much more real-time data that the layoffs have already started and places have already had to close down, restaurants, bars, gyms, and many of the hot spots. The numbers were taken before recent COVID surges pushed many states to relapse, something that haunts restaurant owner Ana Santos Vitello in Schaumburg, Illinois. She just reopened Brazil Express Grill last Friday after nearly four months closed. I'm very concerned, Adriana, because if that happens again, uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be very difficult to come back again. Can you even imagine going through this one more time? I, I can't. It would be horrible. Her biggest fear is laying off her employees, like Chef Jorge Corona, a second time. Are you confident that the restaurant will be able to stay open, or are you not so sure? I am now 50-50. What do you mean? You're 50-50. Yeah. That's why when he's not here, he has a second job, delivering packages for FedEx. Anything for security in this economy. If you look deeper into the 11.1% unemployment rate, the rate for Latinos, like the chef and owner of the Brazilian restaurant, is 14.5%. Black unemployment is over 15%. Now, Congress is debating another relief package, and today the Trump administration said it would support one that targets businesses. Margaret? And the most vulnerable are getting hit the hardest. Thank you, Adriana. Despite warnings that the economy could take another hit, President Trump hailed today's numbers as evidence that the pandemic is under control. And he's going forward with plans for a large event Friday at Mount Rushmore. CBS's Weijia Zhang reports from the White House. President Trump wasted no time calling reporters to the White House briefing room to celebrate the jobs report an hour after its release. This is the largest monthly jobs gain in the history of our country. Today's announcement proves that our economy is roaring back. But the latest employment survey was taken before the new wave of COVID-19 cases. The president abruptly left without taking a single question. Later, he acknowledged the spike in numbers one day after claiming the virus would disappear. This is coming back, and we haven't totally succeeded yet. We will soon. But we haven't killed all of the virus yet. Presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden, who outraised Mr. Trump in June for the second month in a row, blasted the president's optimism. There's no victory to be celebrated. Trump wants to declare his health crisis over and unemployment solved. The crisis has creeped into the Trump campaign. 
Herman Cain, the co-chair of Black Voices for Trump, is battling the virus in the hospital. The former presidential candidate tested positive nine days after attending President Trump's rally in Tulsa, where he was photographed without wearing a mask. Tomorrow, President Trump plans to kick off the July 4th weekend at Mount Rushmore with a flashy fireworks show. The Republican governor said there won't be social distancing for the 7,500 people expected to attend, and masks will be optional. President Trump had pushed to revive the fireworks display after 11 years without one, despite concerns over coronavirus and the environment. Tribal leaders are also expected to protest the show because they say the monument sits on stolen Native American land. Margaret. Weijia Zhang, thank you. There are disturbing new details tonight in the disappearance of a young soldier from Fort Hood in Texas, more than two months after U.S. Army Private Vanessa Guillen vanished from the base. A person of interest in the case is now dead, and her family is demanding justice. Here's CBS's Maria Villarreal. Army investigators remain tight-lipped about the disappearance of specialist Vanessa Guillen, even after human remains were found in this central Texas field on Tuesday. There are obviously pieces of information and evidence that cannot be shared with the public during an active criminal investigation. Today, the Army did confirm specialist Aaron Robinson was a suspect in Guillen's disappearance. Robinson died by suicide when police approached him near Fort Hood just yesterday. An hour later, another suspect, a female civilian, was arrested for her involvement in the case. The Guillen sisters and their attorney recently met with Army investigators. They say they were told their sister Vanessa was bludgeoned with a hammer and murdered. Clearly after 70 days, we haven't obtained answers, justice. Vanessa's family has consistently said the young soldier was sexually harassed on base but was too afraid to come forward. But Army investigators say so far there is no evidence Guillen was sexually harassed and they made it clear Robinson was not her superior. Still, Major General Scott Eflant announced today he is ordering an external investigation of Fort Hood's sexual harassment program. We take those allegations and all allegations seriously and we're going to pursue them to our fullest extent. It's not acceptable. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Dallas. An Aurora, Colorado police officer who allegedly took inappropriate photos near the scene of a deadly police encounter resigned today. Several other officers are on paid leave for appearing to mock a police chokehold maneuver that was used last August on Elijah McClain. He later died. None of the officers have been charged. TV legend Hugh Downs has died. He was a mainstay on network television, logging more than 15,000 hours over five decades while hosting the Today Show and later 2020. Hugh Downs was 99 years old. This summer, Major League Baseball is celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues and honoring the players who were on the front line of the fight for racial equality. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod. The game where the Negro athlete has left a bright mark. To salute some of the best baseball's ever seen in this lockdown season of empty stadiums with no crowds to cheer, Major League Baseball improvised. I'm tipping my hat to the outstanding players of the Negro Leagues. With some famous faces tipping their caps to the Negro Leagues on their 100th anniversary. I'm tipping my cap to my grandfather as well. Jerry Hairston Jr. played in the big leagues, part of the only three-generation African-American family of major leaguers. 
Before playing for the Chicago White Sox, his grandfather Sam played in the Negro Leagues. They would entertain these white fans, but when it came time to go get something to eat or maybe stay at the hotel, they wouldn't allow them in. The only way for African-Americans to make money playing baseball before Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947. The king of the moundsman, Satchel Paige. The Negro Leagues produced players like Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson, and Cool Papa Bell. Every bit the equal of white stars in talent, but banned from demonstrating that on Major League Fields. They called Josh Gibson the Black Babe Ruth, but many thought that Ruth should be called the, the White Gibson. Artist Kadir Nelson has been tipping his cap in his own way for years, painting portraits of Negro Leaguers. What about the Negro League ball players? do you find heroic? They love baseball so much that they were able to, um, to create their own successful baseball league and change the hearts and minds of a great many. Which is why so many are tipping their cap, not just to those who crossed the bridge, but to those who built it and never got the chance to make the trip. Jim Axelrod, CBS News. And on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road as immigrants become citizens while social distancing. If you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan here in Washington. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.